Hello and welcome to the Kivecast. A uh, bit of a different kind of episode, probably a shorter one as well. A bit of an instant reaction. Well, kind of instant, 24 hours on from the first game of the season. Uh, Casford falling to the Wigan Warriors, as many kind of people expected. Um, but ultimately not, not, not a bad opening day, I, I don't think, in terms of the Tigers. So I'm here with my dad, who's making his second appearance on the podcast, uh, episode three or four I think it was, three, it? Well, yeah. three. was episode three. Um, but yeah uh, I asked last night whether people want to kind of hear this kind of stuff the kind of reaction to the game and whether whether you'd be the ideal guest for it and then the social media reaction is yes yeah this is what they want <laughs> well I don't know it's, a lot of people might not agree with what I've got to say that's all part of it isn't it that's all part of it but um, obviously you're the most available cast fan to me who can do this in short notice and obviously we were both there in the Weldon Road end last night uh, watching casts so just yeah initial obviously we'll get into the incidents uh, when yeah. they happen but um, overall thoughts obviously we, it's 32-4 in the end it's a weird one isn't it because I think usually you look at a game it's 32-4 we've not scored a try I don't, don't think we've scored a point in the second half usually you'd go disaster but that's not what it felt like was it? No it didn't at all to be honest what we say we're going to go on about the cards and what have you yeah. a 32-4 scoreline I'd probably took with 13 men before kickoff, <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. And just to come away from game not feeling disheartened to see the performance, really, the character, the togetherness, and everything like that that the Craig Lingard said they've been building on mm. over pre season, it, it, it was good to see. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we said. And I obviously I had my uh, radio appearance on Thursday. If you've not listened to that, that's still quite relevant. So, uh, do. Go to our social media at Kivecast, you'll be able to find um, that uh, West Yorkshire Sport Super League preview from Thursday. I, I was kind of asked by JD on that, kind of what, what we wanted from, from week one, and that's what it was. It was kind of echoing what Lingard has said in terms of just effort, determination. I think togetherness is the word he used in the post-match as well. Yeah, I think we got that. I, I think we got that in abundance, to be honest. Even even your little things when they were kind of forcing errors inside 20 minutes and like... I think we noted when we were there the, the speed in which the lads all kind of came together to kind of celebrate those little moments and we just didn't have that last year, did we at all? We didn't, no, no. And it was good to see. But um, also, if if this had been last season or season before and we'd have gone down after half an hour to 12 men, there's no way Wigan wouldn't have scored 70 no, yesterday. that's what it felt like. The, yeah. the fitness, you can see the, they've worked on fitness, the fitness is there as well and the togetherness, like we said, the Reds had gone down last year and mm. did a run in 70 Woodwigan without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, we've got the perfect example. I, mean, I think it was March when it was played last year. It was early. It was, it was about, about mid-March, yeah, I think. I and obviously, so. that wasn't a bad first half either uh, against Wigan last year. I think it was maybe 6-0 or maybe they might have ran in two, but it was pretty tight at half-time, wasn't it, against Wigan last year. And then, obviously, they ran in, it ended up being 40-0. And again, that's 13 on 13. And it kind of loses what you said. The second half, they, could just com- they completely blew us off the park last year with a full compliment. Even, to be honest, we've watched it back today. Even in the second half, we were never going to break through with 12, I don't think. It was going to be very, very tough attacking-wise, but we still mixed it with them for large parts of even the second half, didn't we, to be fair? Oh, we did, we did. And, um, like I said, I'd have took that scoreline and the conditions didn't help. No. For kind of rugby that we all expect classy cast to play. Yeah. But the conditions were atrocious for handling. And, uh, the lads must be knackered, must be off the feet. Some of them lads did 80 minutes, especially two second rowers. Yeah. They run the, they run the sends into the ground. Yeah. That, and then when you're covered in an extra man as well, 
it's it's hard work. It was really it was good to watch to be honest. It really was. I think yeah, that's a good point. I think in terms of we'll get on to standouts in a bit, but I think Elio Zakam's an obvious one. I think he's one that's been talked about quite a bit, and obviously he's a back rower, but he's probably his biggest forward. <laughs> he's pretty close. He's obviously a sort of tall bloke. He carries a bit. Uh, I think you mentioned it. He did look like he was blowing a little bit in the second half at one stage, but it didn't really affect his performance. I thought it was great. It's a, it's a proper handful in the Elio Zakam, and as you say, there was a lot of big, big efforts there. I think uh, Liam Horn did. A, I know. I know he got a blow at the end. Um, but that's a big effort from Liam Horn, really, to kind of start a hooker and play probably 65, 70 minutes in the end, near enough. Um, we've no, well, he got the relief of Jack, uh, Jack Robert at the end, but with no kind of nine coming off the bench, which we can discuss as well, because I think that's a bit yeah, of an, yeah. an interesting kind of um, decision, I, I think, taken. But we'll start with the turning point of the game, because hmm. <laughs> this is what everyone wants to hear, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> so that's it, what everyone wants to talk about. It is, yeah. It's all anyone in the league's talked about for the last 24 hours. Um, I mean, Cassidy have. Yeah, um, and because we're all talking about we forced everyone else to talk about it as well in retaliation. Uh, which do you want to start with? We'll start with Watsy. We'll start with the actual red card. Just your your takeaway from that decision, that tackle. Yeah. With the letter of the law, yeah, he, he went in without his arm. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Uh, without his arm wrapping. But the bloke would falling into tackle and they, and that's the what they're saying is is a way of getting away with it or whatever but I don't think it was a red there was no malice in it mm. Tyler Dupree come up and shook his hand yeah. before he got sent off they shook hands and said cheers mate whatever and but and for me looking at the tackle I think Westy were in there first if, yeah. with the same kind of tackle so why did Westy get sent off it could have been one or, or both if you're going to go that way yeah but no, I just don't think it's a red card. It just you could see with everybody's reaction. And to be honest, for twenty minutes, or for that for ten minutes of that half, and first ten minutes of second half, it killed the atmosphere in ground. Yeah, which didn't do us any favors as well. No, it, it turned it turned toxic, but obviously towards the officials, didn't it? Which it's bound to do, isn't it? I think it's bound to do. And I just say one thing. And from what I've I've watched it back twice today, I watched BBC coverage. Mm-hmm. And Sky coverage. Yeah. And you've got John Wells on Sky. And you've got... Who was it again? Uh, Kev Brown. Kev Brown on BBC with two different views. Two ex-players yeah. with two different views on what should have happened. And that's the problem, isn't it? I think that's the problem when you... you there's this grey area, isn't it, in these kind of decisions. And that's... When it's deciding games, because that's what it's done. I mean, look, Wigan, Wigan fans can say what they want. And look, could, would Wigan have likely won the game had we said to 13? Yes. But the fact, but, the fact of the matter is it was 4-2. Castle winning at that point. Back to back, you'll never know because we'll we know. went down at twelve. You'd exactly. never know. Exactly. So there's, we certainly had a fair shake at it had we stayed at thirteen. But yeah, it's the fact that I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? Because look, there is bias attached. Of course, there is. So naturally, we agree with Kev Brown. Yeah. Wigan fans, no doubt, completely agree with John Wells, and I, I, I get that. That we are probably not the best people to talk no, through this no. of course we're not and I think we, we probably need to hear, I'd like to hear from three or four officials and get their actual opinion on it um, whether you, you know, James Child and Richard Silverwood on his say yeah. on, on Twitter I'd like to get those kind of ex, ex-referees kind of really giving their take um, I think James Child will probably be on 4020 Live tomorrow as well I, I'd, I'd be interested yeah. to listen to that but yeah it's just the thing with the Watsy one I agree I, it, it's just it's just that consistency isn't it I, I think I can almost be okay with the fact it's a red card. If, if they're consistent yeah. with it and give everybody one. Yeah, it's that letter of the law thing, I, isn't it? 
what did I say to you on Thursday after what we were, well, I were at work, but you, yes. you watched, we both watched all KR. Yeah. What did I message you? I says, there's not going to be many games in this league this mm-hmm. season finished with 13 against 13. Yeah. Not a chance. Well, the stats going off, there's been four red cards uh, in round one. And people have made the connection that there was four red cards in the entire NRL season last year. Well, that, <laughs> tells, that, that tells you everything. And we knew there was going to be a crackdown. And obviously, it's, we're a little bit far ahead on that crackdown in the NRL, clearly. Um, because we've got less money than them, we can't afford the lawsuits. No. That's ultimately what it is. Um, well, but yeah, that, that, that does says it all, doesn't it? I think I just, I mean, if, if we're going to have four every round for 27 rounds, I mean, that's... spoil the competition. It, it is it is when it's clearly deciding games and, what, and that's something else I said to you I said and it ain't just the Super League it's when it comes to Grand Final yeah. and Challenge Cup Final it could spoil the showpiece games at the end of the season it's something needs sorting yeah, you know saying? as long as it's fair across board and they're consistent with decisions because there were a few that, looking at it there could have been three red cards yesterday hmm. If, if Watts is a red card, there could have been three red cards. Or there sh- should have been at least two. Yeah, because we'll talk about Smith in a sec. But there's the one five minutes in where Luke Hawley takes a crack, yeah. isn't it? And I think... Off Cade Cost, yeah. What? Uh, Cade Ellis. Cade Ellis, isn't yeah. it? Um, this, it it's, it's the fact that in that decision, they've allowed, quote-unquote, mitigation in the sense that he's going down and he's leading. But, but yeah, you can't tell me that Dupree's the same level, but... Or usual, the normal level, should I say? Yeah. Because if he was, then he... <laughs> he'd have hit him right shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> so he, clearly the has gone head gone head in. Because the is as tall as yes, as what's he is. Yeah, so clearly, I mean, six it, foot it's, whatever. I mean, you can argue whether it's actually his shoulder contact or not, but he pretty much hits him around his kind of between his bicep and yeah. shoulder. So yeah, if he's not looking <sighs> forward, there's no way he'd be able to hit him in the head. No. So the fact it's just again, it's just that consistency. But I, that wasn't even a penalty. Didn't even get a penalty. When Luke Coley got clouted right here, it's just with a forearm smash. Yeah, and the, I said the more you look at that one, you might the more you go, that's 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 a red. <laughs> yeah, you really do. But I think what it really comes down to is, which is such a shame, and the think this point is never going to go away. We really don't think any of them should be reds, do we? I, I think that's really what we're coming no. coming down to. No, but and I get what people are saying in the sense that we're just going to have to get used to that they are, and that's that's. Is it going to put? Is it going to put people off the game? What's people saying? Maybe I think it will. I think Maybe it will. It's, you you know my feelings. I think game's soft. Yeah. And a lot of pros now, I think, must think it's soft. The ones that are playing it now must think, God, what? Must be walking on like eggshells every time they go on field. Mm. Especially your forwards, must be not scared, but worried that they're going to get sent off and they'll every game. Yeah, because I, I mean, pretty much a send off. Um, I read today in, t- in terms of the match review what Watts is probably going to get uh, I think it goes down as likely a grade D which will be at least two games but the thing with Watsy as well when, and I understand why he's going to throw the victim- victimisation card in there because not least Westgate first <laughs> but um, uh, likely because of past history he's probably going to get th- he'll get three, get three more than likely he's going to get three games that's, that's- that's huge. That's huge for, for a bloke of a starting number. You know what I mean? I, I, I know you can joke all you want about how many times it happens to Watsy, but it's a big thing. And he's coming to probably yeah, yeah. last season of his career. It's you almost, don't want well, to spend most of it on sidelines, being suspended for something that people don't think is a red card. Yeah, if rumours were to believe this will be Watsy's last year at Cass, I think almost certainly. And yeah, he wants to go out of a bank, but not that kind of bank. You no. know what I mean? It, it's, well, when you look at this way, teams are going to have to look round, I think. These big like enforcer forwards that they've got yeah. with rules coming in, can they afford to have them? Maybe not. 
Maybe they not. won't be able to because you're paying them decent money to be sat sidelines because they're going to get sent off every fourth game. It is interesting. I'll yeah, I think that's a very good point in terms of um, recruitment. In terms of what what kind of forwards yeah. you're going to bring in, yeah, you're probably not going to. The days of a Watts, you probably are done. I mean, it's interesting. We almost did it ourselves a little bit. We played Nixon Port at prop. Yeah. Uh, Leeds played Donaldson at prop on on Friday night as well. And there's a yeah. couple of examples. And let's be honest, they're not they're not forward they're not prop forward, not so prop not forward. in the traditional sense. But what they yeah. probably can do is take a ball up and get a quick play of the ball on. Yeah. And that's really what they're thinking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of speeding up that rock yeah. uh, and being kind of nice and tidy with that rock as well with the way it is at the minute. So maybe that probably is the way. And probably if you look at our squad in that case, you probably go, maybe we're a little bit more equipped than, than we thought at the, the yeah. forward position because we've probably got more players who are a little bit more like that and kind of Muslim mm-hmm. Mustafa, Neymar when he comes in, Sam Hall as well. But yeah, it is ultimately kind of taking out a whole kind of percent, percentage of players in the, the game, yeah, player, yeah. Um, which, is, which is obviously a big, big shame. Um, so yeah, I think ultimately on, on that decision, we, obviously we don't think it should be a red, but ultimately... What we're really calling for in the officials, and I think everyone's kind of unanimous on this, cast fan or not, if it is a red... It's red every game. Yeah, okay, but it's got to be red in every situation. Every situation, it's a red. And if that means we're eight on eight, then <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's the rules, isn't it? Yeah. That's got to be the way. Change so play to a nine-a-side yeah. <laughs> nine tournament. But uh, the thing is as well, I mean, if but if they start, because they should, that's what I'm saying, if they do red card every offence, the, t- the tackle height will drop. It won't happen all of a sudden, but the tackle height will drop. It will have to do. And that's the thing, you've got to... If you're going to clamp down, you've got to clamp down. Yeah. And I, I would have rather just scapegoat with absolutely everyone this week and just send everyone off, because mm. that will actually stop it for week two and three. This kind of half doing it... Half and half, yeah. ...isn't actually going to have the full impact, is it? Get, some teams get, pe- get penalised, some teams don't. That's how it seems, and yes. that's what every fan thinks, that them that are getting penalised think, and them that mm. don't have anybody sent off from the fence think... Oh no, no, it's, it's just he won a good title. with this out, yeah. but no. And uh, I think one other point on this as well, which is I think they're going to have to have a look at again, just because of the ruling. Maybe not straight away, but if it if it starts to happen, uh, I saw a tweet and I forget who actually sent the tweet, but it's a very very good point uh, in terms of coaching around this. I think I mentioned it to you earlier. If you're coaching an attacking player or a forward who's going to carry the ball, are you now? Which makes a complete mockery of this rule being in place for head injuries, obviously and the kind of concussion protocols and all that kind of stuff. But let's be honest, every coach is thinking advantage over health. Of course they are. They're paid to win games, aren't they? Yep. They're not necessarily paid to keep players safe. They're play- so if you're a coach and you've got a, you know, a powerful prop forward who runs the ball in in the middle, are you not going to ask them to dip the head, dip the head. and go a little lower? Because chances, chances are, are... If you don't get anybody sent off, you'll get a penalty every time they take ball in. Yeah. And that's such a dangerous precedent, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> that it is, is, yeah. And if we can see that, yeah. coaches can see that. Of course they can. And I also don't know what the RFL and the official do against that, unless they've well, just changed the rules or become more lenient on the rules again, which they're in a bit of a catch-22 in the minute, aren't they? There's no what they can do. No. They can't tell people how to coach players to run a ball in, can't mm. rugby league or super league or whatever. Yeah. So if a coach thinks he's going to get a penalty every time Liam Watts runs ball in, yeah. Lingard says to him, when you run in, just before contact, Bob down. Yeah. Duck your head, then they'll catch it up top of head, side of head. We'll get a, if you don't get sent off, they'll get a penalty. Yeah. Honestly, the more you've I th- done your job, then thanks, Liam. Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think that that Muzzy Mustafa long term deal might be the best thing we ever did. What, as, as, 
as little, what is it, five foot two super prop. <laughs> we, we, we joked before that if he was six inches tall, he'd be the best player in the world. I think just it, a, might be. it might just have to wait two years and he will be the best yeah. player in the world because yeah. <laughs> he's just an instant penalty every time he runs in. Yeah. Um, no, he had a good game, was he, as well, I thought, when he came on yesterday. Um, the other contentious one, oh, obviously, what? is, is oh. the Harry Smith tip tackle. Um, which, Not even contentious. No. It's a red card all day long. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. Any official can tell me. And if it's right what it's been reported, that the video ref told him it was a red card, mm. and he did downgraded it to a yellow, he should never referee a game again, him. Sorry. I mean, it, it's, it's such... Because I've done a bit of reading up on this today, and you know, I, I, you can't really make you can't well, you can't make out what the video ref is obviously saying to uh, to Grant on the field. You can hear what Grant says, and it, it, Grant essentially says, I, "I've got a feeling on field," and he he explains it to Joe Westman when he gives the yellow card that it's because along the lines of Hull, he's kind of tucked his head in basically, which is for me just a natural instinct, and I don't I don't know how that affects. The, the tackle in any way, shape Don't or form. It. If anything, it's just self-preservation there, but that, that doesn't mean the tackle's no less bad. It's still an illegal tackle. Yeah, so I, I don't really understand that one uh, at all, to be honest. Um, in terms of taking the video referee's advice, or in this case, not doing, you know, a few officials have been out on Twitter saying I, the referee is well within his rights to do that, and that's not... That's not he doesn't have to go with the video referee, but <laughs> common sense means you've had one look at it pissing down rain, you know, conditions, everything. You don't know if you can see absolutely everything. Obviously, they're always difficult ones to see regardless. And you've got a bloke there. And as we're seeing on Sky with a million different camera angles all at once who can see absolutely everything. Why are you... Even though you can go with your gut and not take the video after advice, why would you? If Lou Cooley had stayed stayed down on... Oh, sorry. sorry, (laughs) It keeps tapping. I'm sorry about that. If Lou Cooley had stopped down... And physio would have come on properly, and they were doing head. Te- if, even if he'd have gone off for the HIA, mm. he were fine. If he had stopped down, that would have been a red card. Maybe so. In my opinion, that would have been a red card. I think referees are looking at him on the severity of the player, how they react to the the tackle or whatever it is. Like Tyler Dupree went down, like he'd been hit with a shotgun. Yeah. And so they red card, and like, but fair play to Uli. He come on, looked at him a bit. And they got up. Yeah. And that's why there were no red card. And for me, that's wrong. He was dumped on top of his head. And in any amateur game, professional game, whatever, that's a red card. In, with laws as they are today, that's a red card all day long. Yeah, and the, the fact that he's clearly brought some grey area and some whatever into, I know, into this means that he's basically saying... On, on the on the face of that game, that that is a less dangerous tackle than what Watts did, which is Wait, insane. Absolutely that is absolutely insane. There's been cases where players have been sent off in past years where they've tip tackled them and they've dropped them on the shoulder first. Yeah. They've hit the shoulder and head all at the same time. That was completely full impact. Granted, he put his arm down a bit, mm. but the impact at ground on his head was on the top of his head. Yeah. I can't. I just. I just couldn't believe it. He won the red card. I don't know what he thought he saw. It, yeah, uh, the thing is, because I, I really, with this podcast as well, because I know I've got a bit, a bit of the following, all that kind of stuff, and that, I really don't like to dig out referees generally. I don't. I, I really, really don't. It's just, this is an example where he's bottled that. He, he's absolutely bottled that. And I just don't. What, is it outside pressure? Is it Harry Smith's got a World Cup challenge to play next week? You don't, you'd hate to say that, but. It's just a weird well, that's one. That's not it's our problem. A, no, it's that's not Cass's problem. It's nothing to do with us whatsoever. Um, 
if they don't, to, if they're worried about Harry Smith playing it, World Club Challenge next week, they shouldn't have played him yesterday. Well, there you go. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Obviously, they've lost Luke Thompson as well, haven't they? They've got the HIA yeah. there. It, it just stinks a bit that. And the thing is, he probably won't play next week anyway because the disciplinary, presu- I mean, presumably, the disciplinary will account for next week because obviously, it, if George Williams couldn't play that test series because of something he did in yeah. Super League, then naturally, yeah. if, yeah, if Harry Smith gets a ban, which he should, should. Definitely he should. won't play next week, so actually we're going to move out Smith and Thompson, anyway. but I don't care. No. <laughs> At this point, this point, I hope Henry win by 30. Uh, so that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, just we're probably going to go around in circles on this one, but it's just frustrating, isn't it? It's just frustrating because, and we'll, we'll bring the focus back to Cask. I think we should do because I think we were good, and that was like what twenty-seven minutes in, twenty-eight 27. minutes in, and for that twenty-seven, twenty-eight minutes, and was no, this? No, that was earlier, wasn't it? Cause oh, sorry, um, that I'm, I'm, earlier. Yeah, that was about twenty minutes. Twenty minutes in, I think Watts was twenty-eight. Tw- wasn't it? Twenty-eight so, minutes for Watts. But at that point, let's talk about Watson at twenty-eight. That's twenty-eight minutes where we're Wigan at their absolute sparkling best. No. Well, the conditions tough. Yes. Do they have a World Cup challenge in the back of the mind? Yeah, maybe. But it's still the best team in the comp, and we're still a team that's tipped to do absolutely nothing this year. And quite a few times on the on the BBC comms, to I think Matt Newsom, to his credit, kind of said, you know, quite a few people were. This, this is not the blowout people were expecting. Or a few yeah, people that, expected. Yeah. I think they. I think BBC might have even gone in thinking, oh dear, this this could get this could get messy, and it certainly didn't. We were as good. I'm not going to say we were better than them over 28 minutes, but we were certainly as good. Um, oh, I, and we, we battled just as hard, that's for I, sure. I, I think we deserved to be leading yeah. at that time. 100%. To be fair, they, up to that point, I can't really remember a, either team a try scoring a try scoring opportunity. opportunity. Not not really. I mean, they had two drop balls in, on, on, in our 20, I think. Uh, yeah, they're still not No, no, that's what I'm saying. Scoring opportunity, that's what I'm it? saying. That's probably as close as they got. Yeah. Um, like, like I said, we, we weren't laden with opportunities and there's a couple of interesting decisions but I know uh, Holdy puts the kick in and Senior can't quite get there in the left hand corner yeah. uh, that's probably our best opportunity in the game that to be honest in terms of try scoring but yeah that's going to come isn't it and you know, it's, a tough, it's a tough chance um, and there's a couple of early kicks and I think Richardson kicks on the second a couple of times but uh, probably in both halves to be fair must be coached that though like, 100% be... wait, he kicked early against Huddersfield as well there was a few where we kicked early um, it makes sense, doesn't it? All the good teams try and pin you down in their twenty, um, and that's what we tried to do. It's tough against a Wigan side like that. Don't get me wrong, but we, at least as far as we could, because of the numbers game were always going to catch up to us, and obviously we had to chase the game a little bit. But I think for as long as we could, we did try and play territory, and we did try and play just kind of. <laughs> we tried to play rugby with them. We played as much rugby as we could in conditions. For me, yeah, we did. I have no qualms about performance at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And let's go through some of the players then, because I thought, as I say, I think it was a very good performance and a very good, a very good starting point at the very least uh, to go into this season. So, uh, we'll start at number one. Not good for every every single player, but Luke Cooley at fullback. Uh, what was interesting for me is just how um, how big he was in the attack. I think we it, it was heavily involved in the kicking game. I thought defensively he was sound. Sound. Um, yeah. That's positive signs for a fullback, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Under eyeball, everything during the line, and uh, considering the kind of season he had last year yeah. at Leeds, where he was considered super league flop. Yeah. To come back in them conditions to play as well as he did, I don't think he dropped a ball all day. Eyeball. I don't remember one. No. No. In uh, yeah, he looked he looked at home. I mean, 
playing with lads like and then yeah he, he plays really well for me yeah and that connection you can see it's not quite there yet is it but he's getting that connection with the two halfbacks as well yeah, I, think, well, I think it's take, coming it's going to take time for yeah. them as well they've only played two games yeah, together yeah. haven't they of course I mean it's literally Danny Richardson's first competitive game isn't it in, <laughs> since the summer of 22 I guess yeah 18 months uh, it's an awful long time um, in terms of the wingers then uh, for senior solid I thought both were solid to be honest obviously the talking point I suppose is the fact that obviously it was Jason Gary Gary that started mm-hmm. uh, on the right wing um, all kind of pre-season long it's kind of looked like it'd be Josh Sims Sim, yeah. not least because they gave him the number two shirt yeah. um, it feels like Gary Gary's basically outperformed him in pre-season which fair play that, I think that's what we always kind of wanted wasn't it it was that I think very early on it was clear in his senior is going to be a left sided winger and he creates that kind of mismatch against defenders with Sam Wood there that makes a lot of sense having the two tall bodies out there you wanted that kind of healthy competition between Sim and Gary Gary and whoever kind of wins that battle every week should play I think that's right and Gary Gary got the nod I thought he was pretty good yeah they were because you have said before if people remember from Episode three. I'm not Gary Gary's biggest fan. I didn't think last season. I didn't think his defense is or it was terrible. But like yesterday, he didn't eat another one. Didn't make a mistake. He shot. I think for what they call him. Oh God, first try winger. Uh, Marshall. Marshall's first try. He shot line and it. Oh God, I'm shocking with that today. <laughs> centered anyway. He hit center. Yeah. And if we'd been 13 on 13, yeah. it'd have been a great move because we'd have had that extra man covering, but he left Broadbent with little cho- little manoeuvre. Yeah. Yeah. But still, he made his choice and he took his man, yeah. which I like. Yeah. But yeah, he was solid, but Gary Gary, I, uh, I've got a lot of time for it. He's, he's growing on me, put it that way. Yeah. So if he, if he outperforms Sim, fair play to it, lad. Let him crack on. Yeah, 100%. I think he made a good defensive play in the first half as well. I think he caused the error, didn't he, on, on our line. Yeah. Um, about 15, 20 minutes in. So, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked what I saw in the Huddersfield game from him as well. And let's be honest, he's a dry track player as well. We're going to see the best of him in, in June, July. When we've got, he's, got, he's got the actual ability to use his pace, isn't he? To be fair, you're going to see the best of us. When, well, yeah, well every team. Us, definitely. Yeah. With dry weather, because... And conditions, it must have been boggy. It must have been it hard looks, work. It looked boggy. It, it looked, looked lovely boggy. to start with, it failed. <laughs> until they sunk to their ankles. Yeah. You feel for Stu Balls, don't you? Because he's done a great job with the pitch, but there's just nothing you can do. Yeah, that. There's not nothing without that rain do. that comes down, no. No, one kind of one blast over the course of an hour. Uh, I was told in the pub early doors, and someone kind of almost joked that rain's coming at five, and we're like, we kind of joked, ah, that'd be the leveller. But kind of was, <laughs> to be it honest. Was, yeah. It kind of was, at least for the first bit. Um Centres then, uh, so obviously we had Sam Wood, I thought was very, very solid again. Um, I think Sam Wood's one of those kind of what you see is what you get kind of players, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I think I think he's very, he's going to be one of those kind of 7 out of 10s every week. Yeah. And he'll probably have a couple of 9 out of 10s in there as well once we kind of utilise his size and, and his ability. Weather changes and like I said, we get his kicking game right and yeah. the communication between. So there were a couple of times yesterday, kicks went up and I don't think centres and wingers know mm. really because we want a good some, couple of times and what. 15 yard from winger or full back catching ball yeah before we were up in line yeah. we weren't sure on when when kick were coming or when it won't come in I think so but that's stuff we're going to have to work on because like I say it's a new team yeah 100%. brand new team and they, I thought they'll do alright and I, I do like him Woody's alright and like, but size we yeah. senior on that left edge but you'd want Danny Richardson or Milnes or Mil- Miller whoever's going to be just especially when it's a bit drier just put a bullseye on them yeah. Uh, when you put any any time you're inside the thirty, you just want to put a you want to put a bomb to the left hand side and let them compete and 
nine times out of ten they're gonna have a fair crack at it. Aren't they? Yeah, if, yeah. If, if the kick's good enough, they're gonna they're gonna have a fair chance. Uh, yeah, I like what I saw from Sam Wood. Uh, the other centre, I thought had one of his best games for cast, and that's saying something because he was excellent last year. I thought Jack Broadbent was superb. Oh, yeah, he was. He like I say, played in two positions and all because he went in an hooker at one time. Yeah, and played all game and he, he, defense attack. He was just superb with Brody. Yeah. Really well. Really I loved well. it. Love what I saw from him. Yeah. It did throw the in, it, it was the interesting one in terms of the team selection, wasn't it? Because obviously Josh Sim was on the bench, which I must admit I looked at the team list at four o'clock when it came through and thought I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure what the thinking is there, I, I, especially against a team with the size of Wigan and kind of with the conditions coming. I thought would it would we not be better served having a having another forward on there? And also the other thing I thought was where's Kane Rob? <laughs> um, what do you reckon to that? Because obviously he was fit enough to be 18th man. Um, unless he's picked up a knock literally in the last 24 hours, we don't know. But, yeah, Kane Robb was not named on the bench as a hooker, which, considering I mean, Liam Horn did a great job, as we mentioned, and did, did a lot of minutes, um, it was a little bit strange to not have a kind of um, a proper nine on, on the bench to kind of spell him out. Horn's, you know, only fifth or sixth game ever started <laughs> starting hooker in Super League. Is it, it's probably a bit of a concern for Rob, isn't it? The fact that instead of playing him, we opted to put Sim on the bench so Broadbent could go there, which is ultimately what happened. I think when we, when you're in a situation where actually a centre filling in at nine looks a better option than an actual proper nine, yeah, I, I don't I don't think came Rob out. Obviously, he's still no, he's still no. a young kid by any means, but a little bit of a concern about his quality what potential, isn't it? If they're seeing something in training that we're not, mm. it's that whim to put it right and yeah. get that place. Yeah, but. If you hadn't put Sim on bench, they'd have been struggling. If we'd have had a back injured, we'd have been struck. We're looking at that pack. We'd have been struggling to put anybody in hmm. backs. Maybe uh, Tassie Parley could have gone into centre. Yeah. But then you were struggling then with second two as well. Then it's but because the way he did it, he could he could have always spelled Lawler as Ucker as well. Yeah. Well, I thought that was maybe what he would. Have, that's well, that's what I, I thought, was thinking at that's first. That's why I thought maybe it'd be a forward on the bench, and that's where. Actually, Lawler will do his first twenty at prop and then go out and then actually come back on at nine. Which obviously, he did do a little bit of acting off during the game. He, he did take a couple in, but um, wasn't wasn't consistently there. I just thought it was an interesting one, uh, an interesting one. It did work ultimately. Um, but yeah, I, I know what you're saying in terms of the injuries to the backs as well. But I think you only get four men. You do have to sacrifice somewhere. I think well, sometimes, yeah. don't you? And I think it worked. But that was an interesting one. I think Kane Rob just wants to kind of keep an eye on. I think uh, in the next few but weeks, because knackered, we've been down at twelve as well. If we'd have had an injury to backs. But again, you, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you know, can't pick a team for that. I know you really can't. You can't, you can't foresee everything, though, can you? No, you, you can't, can't foresee everything. everything. So, um, oh. And it ultimately worked out. But um, yeah, just in a situation to keep an eye on, obviously, for the next, well, for the next six weeks or so, anyway, um, before Maka comes Macca back. back. Um, Half-backs then, um, I thought they were great. Uh, I thought they were great. Danny Richardson, you're not going to get absolute wonders from him straight away. Like, as I say, first game since uh, the summer of 22. Um, but I think he was very, very solid. Very, very solid. And... I'll keep banging the drum because I thought Jacob Miller was excellent last well, night. Well, I thought it was his twin brother, John Miller, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he was chalk and cheese till last year. He'd take it ball up to line. Yeah. He never did that last year. Hardly ever run with ball last year. Which is his best ability. Best we've ability. seen it for the last 10 years. That's what he's best at. His kicking game were half decent. Well, I say that's going to come with Danny, with Danny Richardson talking to each other and everything like that. But yeah, I think he's through pre-season and everything. Miller... He's been spot on. 
Yeah, it, I it, think he'd been up there for nearly man at match yesterday for me. Yeah, I think if not, I think you, yeah, one hundred percent. He's certainly been that top two or three performance yesterday. He's just he, he could have really been forgiven for going the wrong way this year and just not coming in with any kind of confidence or anything like that. And he, he looks like he's almost taking it on as a bit of a challenge. And re, really, I, I'll be honest. I'm obviously we we chatted to Craig Lingard before Christmas, and he it was something we'd not even really considered with Miller in the sense that he really hammered home the point of the importance of having that kind of hard running back rower outside him. Yeah which he didn't have at all last year. And obviously, there was, he didn't really have a combination throughout the year either that was consistent. The fact he's got a Tassi Parler or whoever it might be on, on mm-hmm. that side, or, and like I say, even the big body of kind of a Sam Wood in the centre as well, yeah. he looks a different player. He does look a different player. And i tell you what as well, there's 100 missed tackles last year, let's not forget. He, he could almost understand if he kind of shirked some responsibility yeah, defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was excellent. Excellent. I thought excellent. he was brilliant. I don't think defense. he missed one. I don't, well, I can't remember. It might have been one or two. I don't know. But he certainly didn't miss a bad one. He certainly didn't miss a bad miss one. Miss a bad one where they broke downfield. No. Not at all. Well, none of them did because there were no breaks downfield no. yesterday. He made a hell of a lot more than he missed. That's for sure. And I thought, oh, yeah, I, I thought he really, really put it in Jacob Miller. And you know, I think there was a little bit even in the first couple of friendlies, like his name was called out. There was a couple of little hisses and boos here and there. I don't want to hear any of that from now on because no. I think that's. I think he's very much earned. Uh, and the right, yeah, you know, he's playing for that badge as much as the rest of them. I think. Uh, I think that's very, very clear. And I think again, dry track. I think we might see something much more like the Jacob Miller we wanted to see last year, basically. Because well, let's be honest, he came with a little bit of excitement uh, after that season at Wakefield, and I think, I think I'm hoping uh, he can get to that kind of level we expected, and we'll be a lot better for it if that's the case. Forwards then, obviously we didn't see too much of what's in the end. Um, so, but well, he, 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 he ran, on, he went, ran when he went on, on, he, he yeah. did, he did ball well, he did tattle, tattle well. You know what I mean? He did what he, he does. He did what he does. Yeah. Get sent off. No, I should have But no, you can't really get unlucky. You can't really get you. What were he on? Ten minutes. Yeah, about ten minutes, but I think it was. Um, yeah, just solid as ever. Solid as ever. Um, as would all the forwards, really. I, I don't thought again. No one kind of shirts responsibility. Uh, a name that's not really been called out that much on social media and stuff, but I actually thought was excellent. And we both said it last night. I thought George Lawler was great yesterday. Very good. Very, I thought Lawler was really, really good. It's probably one of those more underrated performances. I think. Um, probably not going to get the kind of limelight of an Elzakan, for example, but. I think that's one of his best shirt, um, stints in a cash shirt as well. I think so. It, it was like watching him in an OKR shirt mm. when we, before we signed him. Yeah. He put himself about... Attack and defence. Attack and defence, yeah. Offload. Just very, very good with George Lawler. Like I said, he went in acted half-back a few times. His hooker role when he'd done that. Yeah, I, I did think he played really well yesterday. Like I say, he couldn't knock anybody's performance yesterday. No. Not 1-17, to 17, to be fair. No. No, I mean, you go through the rest of the starting 13, you go, as Akin had mentioned, I thought was absolutely excellent. He's going to be a proper handful for some teams this year. Um, uh, Charbel had a couple of errors early on, but it it's, a, it's difficult, isn't it? He yeah, dropped it a, a difficult few balls, night. but he, he was making the, the lines of his runs though, were, yeah. were good. Yeah. So dry track and dry ball, if they come off, he's, he's busted the line and he's scoring. Yeah. And we've already seen what he can do, I think, a little bit at the back end of last year, and I'm, I'm not at all concerned about Tassipala. For me, he's, he's starting back rower. Um... It'll be interesting when Alex Miller comes back fit, to be fair, which, because obviously he did give him the uh, 12 shirt, 12 shirt, I think. Um, yeah. He's got a starting shirt anyways, Alex Miller, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what combination we go with when... Well, he's got to win his place back. Yeah. Simple as that. If these El Zakim and Tassi Parler are playing, they're killing it every week. You can't drop them. Yeah. I mean, they're playing that well. 
that Nixon put played a prop. Uh, he played he played through the middle, which might be the way to go. I think. Yeah, and I'm talking to you yesterday. We says, "Oh, it's a bit, bit quiet, Nixon put." You know what I mean? And what have you? But when I've watched it back today, yeah, it was good. The amount of work he put in in his yeah. stints, yeah. in defence and attack, it, it was tireless. Hmm. And off one or two offloads went to floor, but I think he must have done four or five offloads as well. Yeah. Which dry track again, bang! People are going through through gaps. And we'd be scoring tries. Yeah, you need but you need yeah. you need workhorses and team, don't you? And, and we, we, like we probably didn't expect Nixon Putt to be a workhorse like that. It'd be when we signed him, we probably thought it'd be a little more flashy. But the fact he's willing to kind of you know bite down and kind of do that kind of thing, he's big, I think. And yeah. he, he, he did big minutes in pre-season as well. I think he only arrived just before Christmas. Yeah. I think it was the week of Christmas he arrived. So he's not really been in the country that long. No. He's already putting three quite big stints there against London, Huddersfield, now obviously um, yeah. against. Um, against Wigan uh, last night so like what I see from Nixon Putt and obviously Joe Weston um, Joe West was Westy isn't he it kind of goes about saying yeah of course it does uh, an excellent stint for probably about an hour just over an hour Joe Westerman yesterday you get exactly what you expect from Weston I'm sure we will for the rest of the season um, that's for sure obviously honourable mentions uh, to the blokes on the bench for Sam Hall put a stint in when he came on uh, as did Muzzy um, Muzzy were good Muzzy yeah. were very very good he yeah. he'll, he'll run his blood to water didn't that lad <laughs> I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I don't think there was a bloke who... Every single bloke represented the badge last night, which is... it. Unfortunately, it was heartbreaking. We probably couldn't say that at large parts of last year. No. And it wasn't even a doubt yet yesterday. And I, What was nice to see as well is how many people stayed at the end. Because it was a pretty... I think... I'm hoping that kind of really goes... Cause no one likes to lose, no matter the situation. No. Nobody likes to lose. It's still a 28-point 28 28 loss in the professionals. But I really hope the players kind of look at the appreciation they got at the end of the game there as well from the fans because it really was that, that that performance was appreciated, and I, I'm hoping there was a few smiles in that changing room afterwards. Maybe not initially because everyone well, hates losing, but give it 20 minutes and go. Actually, that that was a dig that, and uh, there's plenty to be proud of. Well, it sh- it it should they should be they should be proud because like when we were walking out, well, I left a little bit before you because I had to. <laughs> and, uh, you had to go to the toilet I was desperate <laughs> and, uh, but walking out and listening to people and being back in the pub and listening to people talk the one bit of negativity between no. cra- between no. fans which were great to hear I was fed up of walking home last year and listening they're rubbish they're this yeah. they're that they're whatever but last night everybody every man woman child was saying the effort were there that's all we ever want is them to play with pride fuck badge hmm. And club, and that'll do. Win, lose, or draw. And do you know what? That's what it's about. So I had a few conversations before the game yesterday, and uh, obviously a few, quite a few down there last night. Obviously, aren't necessarily hard calls that come every week. We're probably asking a few questions you wouldn't usually hear. Uh, also, due to the members' offer, and you know, brilliant to get ten thousand down there. Obviously, uh, the, I think it's the biggest ever crowd against Wigan, or certainly since records began uh, in the league. So, uh, an amazing achievement. But you know, people was kind of asking me about kind of what you want to achieve this year and kind of how many wins you want to get and all that kind of stuff. And let's be honest, in this kind of IMG world, uh, at the minute, obviously it doesn't really matter if you come bottom this year anyway. You're almost, you're always playing for two points. But in a way, every time they go out, at home especially, 13 times this season, you are going out for two points. But ultimately what you're doing is, those players need to go out with the objective of a performance that gets that crowd in next week. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's it's almost it's ridiculous keeping that level of but, crowd yeah, participation. Almost almost as important as two points this year, which is insane. I know, <laughs> I know it's, it's mad we're talking about this. 
I know it's mad we're talking like this, but I think we need to average something like 7.7, 7.8 this year uh, to get those kind of points. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough, but almost as important as two points is getting that next crowd to 7.8 or whatever it might be, which is mad, but that, that's the way to do it. But, but what we did last night is the way to do it, I think, because I don't think there's many of those. We're not going to get 10,000 in the next game against Huddersfield, but... I think a fair few more are going to go. If that had been a performance like we served up last year and it'd been sixty nil, and you'd have had five thousand maybe. I think we'll get seven eight thousand in Huddersfield. Building on that, I think the positive feeling. I think the club have got two three weeks to sell it now as well because we're on the road twice. Uh, I think we've got Salford and Warrington off the top of my head before that. Um, so the club have got another two three weeks to kind of build this up, build this crowd again, which is probably no bad thing. Um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at at the minute in this kind of crazy IMG world, but that, that's a good start. I think last night is a good start, no matter what. Oh, it was a good start, like I said. The, the performance were there. We didn't get the win, but I'm hoping a lot of them people that went that don't usually go, like you said, mm. only three, four, thirty quid. I'm not saying do that every week, no. but there's going to be a good percentage of them will say, well, I'll give them another go next week. Yeah. Well, next home game against Huddersfield, and if we don't see them again, they think, oh, I'll come again, I'll come again, I'll yeah, come again. Exactly. That's all it needs. That's all it needs. And uh, one thing that would really help that as well is obviously if we can get a win, at least if we can get a win out of the next two games on the road, that'd be huge. And probably the best opportunity will be next the, week. I think next week's also um, the one. Yeah, obviously Warrington have gone to Catalans and they've managed to not beat a 12-man Catalan team uh, in the second 40 minutes. But I do think that Catalan side's going to be right up there. So I'm not reading too much into that. Oh, I said that at the beginning yeah. In probably in a they're looking good um, some people are expecting them to dip this year because of like Tompkins etc I, I don't see that myself um, yeah they're, they're still a very good team <laughs> not when you've got Tarek Sims in George Williams like that yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um, so Salford uh, obviously they, they they played Leeds on Friday just just before we finish a quick word on that what do you reckon what do you reckon Sunday Salford away it's an opportunity, isn't it? Again, I don't think it's the end of the world if we don't get the result, but it does feel like, based on what we saw yesterday, if a few things go our way, there's an opportunity there, isn't there? If we can keep 12 men on field, yeah, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's got to be an opportunity against Salford. Yeah. I didn't see the game on Friday night against Leeds. So I'm only wearing what you told me. They looked, be- they they looked better than I thought they were going to be, but then again, did they? Because I've got Salford in 11th this year, as you know, I've got cast in 10th, but... My my major issue with Salford is their squad depth rather than their actual one seventeen. I think the one seventeen's all right, but the Primage got the one seventeen on 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 Sunday. But do we know if they picked any injuries up? If they picked any injuries up, or they pick one up during the week? Yeah. Oh well, don't want to wish anybody injured like, but I hope they do. <laughs> Help well, us that. But again, that was another game with a few cards as well and things like that. So there's as much as we'll probably well, Watts is almost certainly going to be in a disciplinary. God knows if they find anything else. Um, but it'll be the same for every game because every game's had cards every game's had incidents uh, there was at least I think there was two yellow cards for Salford on on Friday night Brearley got oh, one right. and the young hawker Burrow got one as well uh, it was for holding down so probably not oh. but even so um, there's always a always a possibility there uh, I think Mark Sneed's the key <laughs> ultimately I, I think you really what we want to do is aim a lot of traffic down at Mark Sneed because he was he was brilliant on Friday night. Well, he was really. It's his kicking game, wasn't it? Yeah, like that kicking game. Oh, well, we've benefited from that a fair few times ourselves, haven't we? We have that kicking game so so good. So I'll be directing plenty of traffic down at Mark's Need. But um, 
Yeah, they, they, were, they were pretty good on Friday night, but they didn't get the win. You know, they, they didn't get the win, and I didn't think Leeds were great. So, to be fair, we were pretty good yesterday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I so think it's, it's winnable. It's got, they've got, well, they will go into it thinking they're going to win. Yeah. And hopefully we do. Yeah, I think so. I think defensively, we showed a lot yesterday. I think you, you can take that from a game in those conditions. You can take your defence, I thought it was really, really good. I think we'll see what the attack's like, really. Or hope me. Unless we get a downpour like we had last night. But if it's a little bit drier, I think we'll get the first kind of inkling of what our attack really yeah, looks right, like. Right, at least do though, and all. We've said it before. That Wigan, I, I knock Wigan, I don't like Wigan. But that defence of theirs yeah. is something else. It's best defensive team in the league. And that's without a, a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody had scored against them yesterday in them conditions without being able to throw the ball about. Yeah. They, they, there's one thing about them, they don't know how to tell. <laughs> Well, they'll need to next week anyway. <laughs> That's what we need to show that next week when uh, yeah, well, Nathan Cleary and the boys, yeah, Nathan Cleary and the boys come, come on, to town. Nathan, so. Come on, <laughs> might be just us and Saints fans who don't want to win care. next week. I don't care. Uh, hopefully, that's a good game not to watch. Um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, we've enjoyed that. It felt probably won't do these every week. Probably won't do this for every game, but it felt last night was a big one uh, for a number of reasons, not least because of the controversy and. It felt like a good thing to do, and the tweet I put out got about 80 likes, so clearly there was a bit of appetite for this episode. We hope it's delivered. Um, thank you. Thank you You're for welcome. Out. Anytime, you know that. And I'll let you know the responses, and you might be a regular feature anyway, the people might want it. Well, you need someone to take over after Adam, don't you? Well, that's it. That's yeah. it. You called out Adam. Shame I, don't work, shame I work away from home. We can do it for a week. We might have to do it on a weekend. <laughs> We'll get something sorted. We'll get something sorted. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. I uh, hope you obviously enjoyed the game yesterday. I'm sure you did. Hope you're going to be uh, there on Sunday if you can. I can't, unfortunately, due to work. But I hope plenty of you make the trip over to Salford next Sunday and support the boys. They certainly deserve it after last night's performance. Um, yeah, thanks once again. There will be another episode uh, in the next week, Touchwood. It'll be something a little bit different. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. Um, again, Touchwood. We've got to make sure it happens first. So I won't promise anything too much, but should be an episode this week which I think you'll all enjoy thank you all I'll see you next time Coif <laughs>